What up, Seattle hockey fans? Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. We're going to talk about the 2-1 win over the Carolina Hurricanes. I also want to get you ready for the weekend series against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. But in the second stanza, Hayden Flurry, what's going on there? Let's talk about it. All that coming up on Locked on Kraken. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. I know that today is a holiday in the United States, but I want to give thanks for all of the listeners. I also want to acknowledge that as I am back home in New York, that I am streaming this or I am recording this on Lenape land. And I want to acknowledge that for some people, this is not a day of celebration, but a piece of history that is very painful. And hopefully we as a community collectively can reconcile that. But I want to put that out there. I want to thank you because I am grateful to our Locked on Kraken family. And I'm also grateful for a Seattle Kraken win. Here's the Locked on Now that I recorded after yesterday's victory. I'm thankful for another Seattle Kraken win at Climate Pledge Arena. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. And it's already Thanksgiving in the United States here on the East Coast. And the Seattle Kraken get a 2-1 victory over Carolina. How'd they do it? A 35-save performance from Philip Grubauer. How'd they do it? By scoring on the power play. Yet again, they did give up a goal in the first period, so they didn't lead the game, but get a power play goal. Jared McCann gets the scoring started, and another goal scorer in the game, Marcus Johansson, said after the game that this is what it takes. We're doing what it takes. People putting their bodies on the line, 20 blocked shots in this game. This is the kind of Seattle Kraken hockey we need to see moving forward. Let's talk about it more on Locked on Kraken. All right, so you heard me talk about it. Philip Grubauer, another great game. He had 35 saves. We're starting to see the Philip Grubauer that I called for, that I pleaded for, and not just me, that we all knew existed, which is exactly why the Seattle Kraken um, signed him as a free agent. But also, and I mentioned this in the video, uh, Marcus Johansson talked about it on the last episode of Locked on Kraken or an episode or two ago. The Seattle Kraken are starting to really not just say the words, you know, team, defense, this is our culture. They're doing it. They're playing some fantastic team defense, 20 blocks in this game. That is huge for a goalie that has been trying to find his way. Philip Grubauer still had to make 35 saves, but um, it's just amazing to see this team start to come together. They got a win against the best team coming in, the best team in the league coming into Climate Pledge Arena. They finish their homestand with two wins, two great wins, two team wins. And we got another power play goal. One for four on the power play against Carolina. So the numbers still, there's still improvement, but the fact that we are starting to get power play goals is a good thing. Jared McCann also making his way back from his stint on the COVID uh, 
protocol list. We're seeing that payoff. We saw the return of Mason Appleton. That also meant, though, that Nathan Bastion has been placed on waivers as of the time that I'm recording this, at least. Not sure if he's cleared those waivers just yet, or at least I haven't seen if he's cleared those waivers yet. But we'll keep you updated. And I mentioned we've got Tampa on the road and the Florida Panthers on the road. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on the show. But um, let's go over in this segment, let's go over some numbers from yesterday's game. Um, 2-1 win. I mentioned that Jared Jared McCann got a goal. That was um, his eighth goal of the season, assisted by Vince Dunn and Yanni Gord. And that was the second goal of the game. The Carolina, excuse me, Carolina did score first. Brendan Smith, his second goal of the season at the 18:32 mark. So they gave up a goal. The Seattle Kraken gave up a goal late in the first period. But then that's all that they gave up. Jared McCann got the equalizer early in the second period. 416 mark. Um, and then Marcus Johansson unassisted at 1652 to win the game. McCann's goal was the power play goal that I referred to. All right. Um, back to back wins for the Seattle Kraken. I mentioned Philip Grubauer and how he's been performing. Again, this was a good game for him. He had 35 saves. On 36 shots faced. That's a 9.72 save percentage. Um, and he didn't give up anything on the power play. And neither did the Seattle Kraken. The The Kraken were 1 for 4 on the power play. While Carolina was 0 for 2. Again the block shots was massive. 20 block shots for the Seattle Kraken. While only 9 for Carolina. Now, shots on goal favored Carolina, as did face-off wins, kind of by a lot. I usually don't talk about face-off wins, but that percentage really stood out to me. Carolina won 61% of the face-offs, while uh, the other 39% was won by the Kraken. So something to keep an eye on. Overall, a good, strong game. Here is what the fellas had to say after. Um, I think our third period today was better. We didn't give up as many shots. Yeah, we gave up a two-on-one, and I don't know what else. But it wasn't nearly as uh, um, not bad, but like not nearly as close to what it was in Washington. I think the second period they made a little bit of a push um, after we we tied it up there, and obviously they're dangerous power play, so they got some chances there on the power play. But overall, I think we we did again the right things. Uh, we locked them down. We um, everybody's growing into their roles and I think everything is uh, starting to come together. Yeah, it's huge. You look at the game against Washington and this game too, we're doing the right things. In terms of um, knowing who's on the ice, getting into lanes, blocking shots, I don't think the first like 15 games we, we blocked too many shots and you look at the last two games, what difference it makes. And if everybody's committed to playing defense, you get your chances up front as well. Yeah, Gruby, Gruby played amazing for us in the pipes, and um, you know we were able to, to build some confidence off him. And um, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna put up five goals a night, right? That's just not the way the league works. And um, you know we uh, we need to realize that playing defense first is, is our strong suit, and uh, you know that's gonna create offense for us. Yeah, this is the uh, you know this is the level we got to play at. You know there's uh, there's no more excuses. We know we can do it. 
Um, it's just a matter of everybody being focused every single night that we're playing and, and uh, coming out with good effort. Oh, I think we're starting to, to, to play the right way over 60 minutes. I mean, there's going to be times where they have us under pressure and then they have possession of the puck, but we're playing uh, a really good team tonight. And same thing last game. And I think it's the way you weather it, you know. Uh, that's how you need to, to, to play to win games. And I think we've, we've uh, picked that up the last two games here. And like I said, just because you're playing well doesn't mean you're going to you know, dominate every shift or, or have the puck all the time because you're playing good teams. And it's about playing the right way without the puck too. And I think we, uh, we've done that now. We don't uh, let up too many free chances. And, and you know the ones, few ones we give up, uh, Grubu's there to bail us out. So a uh, great team win. So a good win for the Seattle Kraken. Coming up next, though, we noticed that we didn't have... So, oh, excuse me, let me say it. So coming up next, Morgan Geeky obviously was a big part of the conversation, quote-unquote revenge games and yada, yada, yada. I'm going to let you hear what Morgan said before yesterday's game. But then I also want you to hear what Hayden Fleury said. Hayden Fleury was a scratch for this game, did not suit up, but... Between what he said before the game and the fact that he was a scratch and then some of the stuff that I've been seeing on Twitter, I wonder what the future for Hayden Fleury is with the Seattle Kraken. We'll get into that coming up next. Before we continue on with the show, I want to talk about Built Bar. I got my shipment of Built Bar just in time for Thanksgiving. You know all week long I've been telling you that Built Bar is a great way to make sure you're not hangry during the holiday and I got some of the uh, new flavors that they have, uh, the Puffs, which is the ones that have marshmallow, and um, also the Caramel Almond Bar, which I'm definitely keeping for myself. I usually, I usually share the Built Bar love, but I'm keeping those for myself. The great thing is that um, whether I'm having caramel almond or some of the puffs, which, you know, it has a little dessert flavor to it, it is less calories than I'd get in a slice of cake or pie on Thanksgiving because Built Bars are all low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high in protein, not to mention 100% covered in chocolate. So between going to family gatherings, traveling to Thanksgiving dinner, or just getting ready for either yourself doing some holiday shopping or all of the people around you doing holiday shopping in a frenzy, make sure you have some protein bars on hand. And because we are thankful and grateful to you, we want to offer you 15% off your next order at built.com when you use promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. As always, happy snacking. All right, folks. I mentioned that we're going to talk about this idea of revenge games. So let's hear Morgan Geeky. This is before yesterday's win over Carolina. Um, just so in, in case you, you don't know or you didn't catch it on yesterday's broadcast, Morgan Geeky was a 2017 third round pick for Carolina. He played in 38 total games uh, where he had six goals and seven assists. You heard Jen Mueller talk to him pregame on the Root Sports broadcast. Podcast. Um, so, you know, is this a revenge game? Um, well, let's hear what Morgan Geeky had to say about that. Yeah, um, per, for sure. Um, obviously, you know, 
they had other plans and I wasn't a part of them. But, um, you know, like you said, it's a business and, um, you know, there's no hard feelings. I don't think, you know, everyone's got their plan. Obviously, they're having success and, and um, you know, doing things well. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity to kind of... Uh, to kind of get back at them a little bit. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And Geeky with the Kraken, you heard him say what he had to say about Carolina. But with the Kraken, he's played in all of the Kraken games so far. And at least as of uh, yesterday's game, before yesterday's game, played in all the games, two goals, two assists for four points. But Hayden Fleury also played for Carolina for a time. He was a 2014 7th overall pick for Carolina, and uh, he made his way up to the NHL in Carolina uh, in 2017-18. He had 67 games played his first season, 2017-18. That dropped then to 20. Uh, Then he went to 45 games per season, 35 games per season, and then eventually went to Anaheim. For the Seattle Kraken, before yesterday, which was, um, you know, he was a scratch, as I mentioned. He's played in only nine of the 18 games um, up to yesterday and has two goals. Actually got those two goals in a, a really big statement game for the Seattle Kraken. So, I want to take you to something that Hayden Fleury said about, he was asked about, obviously, Carolina, between Ron Francis, John Forsland, Morgan Geeky, and Hayden Fleury. Lots of conversations around connections to Carolina. But here's what Hayden Fleury had to say. Uh, yeah, um, it'll be good to see him. Uh, you know, uh, none of them have met my son yet, so, uh, you know, they're going to come over today and meet him. Um, you know, it was pretty cool. I think you know, I got a lot of really good friends over there, and uh, you know, uh, definitely, uh, you know, love my time in Carolina, and you know, those guys are a big part of it. Um, so I think it got better in Anaheim, and I don't know. I'll leave it at that. He said he was going to leave it at that. Then we see this was pregame before yesterday's game. We see that he was a scratch, but again, um, just Hayden Flurry can't seem to find his way can't seem to find his way consistently to this roster. And I've started to see that folks on social media are wondering, where is Hayden Flurry? You know, Logan McElroy. In what world is Hayden Flurry not in Seattle Kraken top 6D? That's wild. And to scratch him against the Canes, man, that's tough. Got a feel for him. He deserves better. You know, and I saw a bunch of tweets basically questioning why Hayden Fleury's not in the lineup. And so that might be something to keep an eye on. Um, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I'll give you the schedule and then just a few things that I'm thankful for in this last few games for the Seattle Kraken. But for now, let me tell you about betonline.ag. You know, betting and football and Thanksgiving, for a lot of people, those things go together. And Bet Online remains the number one spot for all your football action, but not just football, NHL, of course, basketball, MMA, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. And with the new interface, with all of the props, the odds, the bets, it's still the number one spot, again, for all your action this Thanksgiving. And we want to make sure that you get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, and you can get that by using promo code Locked On when you sign up for the first time at BetOnline.ag. You can get 50 percent off your first deposit 
by using promo code locked on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. And speaking of stuffing and Thanksgiving, I am not a big fan of stuffing. I'm not a big fan of turkey. Um, and holidays sometimes can bring a lot of stress, but I am grateful this year that I am going into it refreshed, renewed, and I am just gonna enjoy the ride just like we do here at the Seattle Kraken. So it's not the end of the year yet, but we're fast approaching the end of the year and um, we'll be going into the 2022 part of the Seattle Kraken season. So here are some things that I'm grateful for. First is this community. The Locked on Kraken community has embraced me. I try to be honest and upfront with how I see the game, even when that has specific limitations or when it's a skewed opinion. And then I have to be honest that my biases, I know, right, from coming from women's hockey impact how I see men's hockey. That's number one. The second is y'all come from everywhere. There are some people that are getting into hockey for the first time. There are some people that are coming back to hockey after, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what, but some maybe that have um, are coming back to the game. And then there are the diehards, those who are from the Seattle area and you're embracing this New Yorker talking about your hometown team. And it all means so much. We talk about women's hockey. We talk about the growth of hockey. We talk about difficult conversations in the hockey community and we don't always agree, which is totally fine, um, but we're always a community. I love the interaction that we're having on YouTube. I'm looking forward to continuing to grow that aspect. I have some things that I'm working on, so I'm very excited to grow that aspect. And of course, then after we get through the middle of January, I'm headed to Beijing, baby to cover the Olympics. And we do have some people in the Seattle Kraken pipeline, including goaltender Philip Grubauer, who are on schedule to compete in that Olympics. So those are some of the things that I'm thankful for for this community. When it comes to this team, I'm very thankful in the last two games in particular that they're starting to put it together. And I'll be honest, I lost track. I said that I was going to give them a month to figure it out, but more than likely to the end of December. I'm pretty sure I said that. I could probably find the record, but it got a little choppy. And I'm thankful that the Seattle Kraken are starting to find their way. And it's one thing to say, give a team time, right? And we should still give this team time. I know I talked about Jeff Baker's amazing article and I more or less agreed with him. Uh, we can't expect Vegas. We've talked about that on the show. And if you look at statistically speaking, how expansion teams have done in the National Hockey League, we are pretty much on track, if not in a good position. It's just that outlier is so new and so raw to a lot of people that we are subject to comparison in that way but that's not what the hang-up for me was this team wasn't playing to their potential and that's frustrating we couldn't figure out what was going on with Gruby couldn't figure out what the heck was going on on defense and it was frustrating but I'm grateful that we had some fun even while we were pulling our hair out trying to understand what the heck our team was doing and I'm also grateful for the team and for their sake that they started to remind themselves how to win hockey games. And, you know, I, I mean that 
in uh, I'm not trying to be condescending. I mean that in a, a real way. Sometimes you have to go back to basics. And the best way to win games is to focus on team defense. I know I am partial to defense, but it's true. It's true. Focus on playing well as a team and good things happen. And it's easier said than done. Obviously, I'm not suiting up and on the ice playing in these games, but I'm thankful that the Seattle Kraken have started to figure that out. I'm also thankful for just Dave Haxtell in some ways being able to be flexible and in other ways being able to stick it out. I'm not sure that I agree with everything, but there has to be a balance. Except, uh, case in point, Hayden Flurry. I'm going to look more into his numbers. I know a lot of accounts have been putting up some numbers and data, so let's talk about that in the week and weeks to come. But um, I think that I was a little bit worried early on, if I'm being honest, and this is also because of what I heard from Haxtell's time in Philadelphia, that he might stick to something that's not working for too long while also not making the edits that need to be made. That's the vibe that I was getting from what we were seeing, how he was talking about the losses, and it's still early. Yes, I am thankful for these two wins. I am grateful to see two wins at Climate Pledge Arena. That being said, there's more work to do. They're not out of the woods or out of the basement, the depths of the freaking standings. They're definitely not out of the woods there. Um, but I'm excited about the growth that's going to happen in the next month. And there has to be growth. If we're going back to my bold predictions um, or even the betonline.ag preseason odds that this team could be a top three team in the Pacific Division, put themselves in, in, a, in a pretty big hole. And so now they're going to have to overcome that. Speaking of, let's talk about the schedule. So the Seattle Kraken hit the road, as I mentioned. They will be playing Tampa Bay tomorrow. So on tomorrow's show, yes, we'll have a show tomorrow. So for tomorrow's show, we're going to do what we usually do on game day. I didn't, I know I didn't do a game day for Carolina, but you know, your girl got to get some sleep at some point. But we're going to do a game day preview. And, uh, I'll give you period by period what to watch there. And then they stay in. Um, they're going to stay in. Um, what's that state? Florida. <laughs> they're going to stay in Florida uh, playing the Panthers. Uh, I got to check in with Armando. I was hoping to actually be at that game uh, in Florida, but I'm going to stay home for a little bit. And then the Kraken will come up. They're going to pass me over in New York City and head up to Buffalo and take on the, I almost said the Buttes, but they're, the men's team is the Sabres. And then they finish off their road trip in Detroit. Shout out to Detroit who gave Madison Packer, the Metropolitan Riveters captain, a shout out as she is home along with her wife, Anya Packer. So I saw that on social. That was super cool. And then it's the return home where the Kraken will play Edmonton. Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, and Columbus. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time to see if the Kraken with these adjustments that Dave Haxel has made regarding the forward lines in particular. It's going to be huge to see if on the defensive side, okay, 
The Seattle Kraken can continue to play team defense, blocking shots, clearing out the slot, like Philip Grubauer said. We talked about that earlier this week. This is going to be a good test, especially when they come back home to play Edmonton. That's going to be massive. So we're going to talk about it all here. You know you'll find some stuff either the same night or early the next morning about the game. So we're going to talk about Tampa Bay Lightning. We're going to talk about, of course, the Florida Panthers <clears throat> and Buffalo. I will return back to my normal setup um, right around the time Seattle returns home to Climate Pledge Arena. So that'll be a good time to get into some other stuff that's happening there. We're going to keep talking about prospects and the Olympics. I talked about it today in passing, but we're going to see what happens. We know that the Senators, they had some COVID delays or games postponed because of COVID. We're seeing other teams now have players test. Obviously, Seattle had a few players in COVID protocol, and some of them have already acknowledged that, yes, they tested positive. So there's a short window of time where if the NHL is not really feeling it, they can pull out from the Olympics. So which would mean that um unless Philip Grubauer is going to take a massive fine, that he would not be representing Team Germany. Sad. Also, Alex True, we talked about him before, him making the Olympic debut, but we don't have the rosters, the full rosters at least, for Hockey Canada and USA Hockey. Those, at least on the women's side, I think they announced them all together, but right around the Winter Classic, so end of December, early January, we should be getting those rosters, and I'm really excited to get more into that, but happy day of gratitude and thanks as always this is a reminder to make sure you're not just listening to locked on kraken but we also have the locked on bets show so it's lee sterling your boy q everything that you need to know from betonline.ag and how to make it applicable so you're winning some money 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 which with the holiday season and maybe you wanting to gift is probably a good idea. Locked on Bets is the podcast for you. So you make Locked on Crack in your first listen and then you go to Locked on Bets as your second. And everything on the Locked on Podcast Network is 100% free and available to you on demand, baby. That's how we roll. But for... This episode of Locked on Kraken on the U.S. version of Thanksgiving. I want to thank you for listening. I am grateful to you. I look forward to this journey that we are con- going to continue to embark upon. And remember, hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken.